Welcome to the Swike Podcast, the only podcast that shares the stuff you didn't know you needed to know about jobs, careers, and life. The Swike Podcast, the stuff I wish I knew earlier. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the podcast. I'm your host, Lukey. And for today's topic, I thought I'd go into a bit of a deeper dive on networking. So to start, I'll talk about a bit why networking is important and then go through my approach of building meaningful connections to network. And that starts off by making connections, then making them meaningful and then building on them. And then I'll go through a few other tips and tricks in terms of how to build meaningful connections and uh, for those introverts in the crowd to uh, get over that anxiety that you might face. So first of all, why is networking important? And uh, there's a bunch of reasons why it, it is. And one I would like to go through is uh, based on philosophy. So you might have heard the um, idiom of a tree falls in the forest and no one's there to hear it, doesn't make a sound. So if a tree falls in the forest, pew, boom, but no one's there to hear it, did it actually make a sound? Did it actually make that boom? So think about that for a second. And uh, if... You, you, I don't even think there is an answer for that. That's why it's kind of philosophy. But my follow on to that or my change of that is if you did a good job and no one knows about it, did you really? Now think about that for a minute. So you created the greatest report uh, th that existed and it's sitting in your, your top shelf drawer. You uh, uh, wrote the most amazing presentation or speech, but you've never given it, right? Uh, you've cleaned the supply closet and uh, nobody has the key to get into it. So did you really do a good job? Now, if you tell one person and then they tell another person and another person, then it becomes kind of viral and more people know about you, your, your reputation and ultimately your brand. And if it's your manager or someone uh, up there in power, then people might take notice and then uh, people get to, to know you a little bit more. So thinking about that. And uh, from a job perspective, uh, there's statistics out there that 80% of the jobs out there are never posted online. And if you think about it, that, that's probably true because the first thing that you would do if you were a hiring manager is um, when you had a job that was available, the first thing that you would do would be not to post online. The first thing that you would do is ask your friends, ask your coworkers and ask, hey, do you know anybody who can do whatever it is? And They'll provide you someone, you'll put them into interviews, and then, well, maybe just in case, you'll post online and find a couple candidates, but they'll have to be really good to beat that existing one that's in there. So a lot of the job postings are never posted because they've already filled the position even before they need to do that. And that's what they call the hidden job market, as folks may talk about that. So for you to even have a chance at those 80% of other jobs out there, um, so four times as many as all the postings that you see online, you might not be able to get access to unless you network and build meaningful connections. And there's another statistic that uh, about 75% of all applicants come through these online portable portals. So through the job boards or through your applicant tracking system or whatever, they come through these online portals. And uh, which means that 75% of people are competing for 20% of the jobs, which aren't great statistics. So I'd rather be one of the 25% uh, 
applying to, for the 80% of jobs. And that only happens when you network. So hopefully one of those reasons uh, will instill you to um, treat networking as important. But another one is ultimately the person on the other end is a human making a decision. And we tend to like people who are familiar and people that, that we know. So if you think of yourself as a recruiter and put yourself in that position, and you basically have all these pieces of paper, all these resumes that you have to go through, and uh, you're making your final decision, trying to pick one person for an interview, and you have two remaining, and they basically look identical on paper, same sort of education, same sort of experience, same sort of whatever, but you only have one spot and you have to pick from them. So if you look at them and you have to think that, well, one of them uh, is a random person, but this other person is a colleague. So they've worked with you on another project, they've volunteered with you and you've seen them in action or whatever it is, you, you know the quality of their work. Uh, if you had to make the choice, now who would you pick? Well, nine times out of 10, 99 out of 100, people will pick that colleague. Now, we, if we change that situation a bit where, again, two pieces of paper equally qualified, one is a random person, but one is an acquaintance. So it's not actually a colleague, you haven't actually worked with them, but you've seen them a few times, they seem pretty good, they seem pretty punctual, they seem like uh, they have a good attitude and, and they'd be pretty helpful. So if you have a random person versus an acquaintance, who would you pick? Again, nine times out of 10, 99 out of 100, uh, the groups that I work with will we'll pick that acquaintance. All right, so let's extend that some more. Random person and a colleague of a colleague. So you actually don't know them, but a colleague that you work with vouches for them is like, yeah, I met this guy, Lukey. He's awesome. You should take a look at him. Uh, he, I've worked with him before and he's, he's really good. So who would you pick? Again, most people would pick the colleague of a colleague. And one more time, uh, random piece of paper versus acquaintance of a colleague. So your colleague doesn't know them, but yeah, I met this guy, Lukey. He seems pretty good. He shows up on time when, when we play pickup basketball. Uh, he, he's always helping people. He, he buys waters for everybody and, and snacks and beers afterwards sometimes. So he seems like a pretty good guy. So who would you pick? Random person or acquaintance of a colleague? And again, most people pick this person. So uh, if we can keep going down, but I won't um, belabor the point, but what can you deduce about this scenario? Well, one, it, it pays to know people. And then two, it sucks to be a random person. So thinking about those as important reasons why networking is something that you should put into your normal time that you invest in, into relationships and people. All right, so how do you actually network? So I'll, I'll do a bit of a, um, a, a dive into it. It won't be deep, but we'll go into each one of them in, in subsequent podcasts. So for those that know you know me, my approach to networking is what I call build meaningful connections. So it starts with connections, making them meaningful, and then building on them. So connections is meeting people. And this can be a big challenge for all the introverts out there. So for you extroverts, you probably have this down pat and you can fast forward the next few seconds and uh, you can get to the meaningful part. But for those introverts out there, and uh, I, I put myself out there, uh, because I was, remember, a computer scientist way back when, and I was uh, that shy, introverted, quiet person. Um, but I've built my extrovert reserves to the point where uh, I, I'm now a little bit more outgoing uh, there. Um, and uh, I said extrovert, but I actually would say my outgoing reserves because uh, I treat being introverted and uh, shy as two different things. So some people are uh, introverted, um, which means they... Uh, get their energy from a small group of people. Um, 
and some people are shy because they don't initiate. I actually call myself an outgoing introvert uh, because I used to be a shy introvert because I would never initiate conversations, but now I feel that I'm an outgoing introvert because I'm more readily able to start a conversation. It doesn't mean it's necessarily easy for me, but I'm more willing to do that. And uh, the main reason is it started with uh, progress. So when I was in uh, university, my university career was, uh, they, they had these study cubes, which are basically like kind of the desks with three walls on the side, so you had your space. So what I would do is I would go to class, I'd find a study cube, I'd go to class, find a study cube, class, study cube, maybe some lunch, class, study cube, class, study cube. And I did that for my first year, for my second year, and my third year. And then I had what I call my WTF moment, where I went, what the? <laughs> is this what my life has amounted to? Uh, it was a pretty pathetic life at that point. And uh, well, for whatever reason, and I'm still trying to figure that out, I decided to have a conversation with the person beside me. And that conversation, well, it sucked. It was pretty horrible, pretty awkward, as, as you could uh, think of any sort of awkward conversation. Uh, but I found a quote that I now live by. I never lose, either win or I learn. And uh, I, I would have lost, but I don't lose. Uh, definitely wasn't a win because uh, it was a totally awkward conversation. So what did I learn? Uh, I learned that you don't just jump into a conversation. You break the ice first. And the next conversation I had was better. Uh, and then the next conversation, better, better, better. They weren't necessarily good conversations, but they were better. And uh, um, years, decades later, now uh, I'm often considered the, the networking guy. Uh, but again, I'm naturally introverted. So when I uh, finish with an event or whatever, I'll often be seen in the car going and recovering because that's not necessarily me. But again, through lots of practice, I've built up my energy reserves so that I can do that. So I encourage folks who are the introverted type, who are the shy type, uh, to, to just practice. And sometimes you're neither, you're just new. <laughs> and I treat networking like any sort of skill. So networking can be uh, like, like swimming, like riding a bike, like typing, right? The first time you were in a pool, you weren't doing laps. The first time you were on a bike, you weren't riding up and down the street. The first time you were typing, you weren't doing this. No, you were probably hunting and pecking. <laughs> like most people out there doing one, 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 one. So the first couple of times that you go out and network, uh, you're probably doing this. You'll feel awkward. You'll feel like you don't know what you're doing. Then eventually you'll add another finger. You'll add a couple more fingers. And then soon you're not even looking and you're able to network uh, with, with the best of them. And sometimes you don't even need to be the best. You just need to be good enough where you can uh, get past the connection anxiety. And uh, so I encourage you to practice and um, get better and better and hone your skills uh, so that you can uh, continue to, to build those relationships. Um, so start off with the connections when you're in line waiting for uh, something, when you are in an elevator, when you are on public transit, uh, any opportunity to meet someone new, just say hi, right? How, how are you doing? Try to engage in, in conversation uh, and then see if you can kind of get past that initial anxiety and then uh, from there, you go into meaningful. So, so for me, meaningful is being interested, curious, and uh, excited about uh, that, that person and, and ideally trying to add value to them. So getting to know them a, a little bit about them. So being authentically curious about them. So um, I encourage you to, to use a, a couple of uh, sentences for, for you to engage in conversation and get to know them. 
Um, so for me, I, I wasn't the greatest conversationalist, but I found two phrases that really helped me. It's, and how about you? And that's interesting. Tell me more, right? So if someone asks you a question, then you reply back with your response to the question and then, and how about you? And if you think of a conversation kind of like a tennis match where the ball goes back and forth, back and forth, if you just respond with something, then you haven't sent the ball back yet. Uh, but when you send a question back, and how about you? It's now in their court and they can respond. But if they respond with something and they don't send a question back, well, how do you recover? Well, that's where the second part, that's interesting, tell me more. So whatever they just said, pick out something they said, that's interesting, tell me more. And then it's as if you grab the ball from their side and hit the ball back over them so they can hit it back to you, right? So be curious, interested, and in the back of your mind, as people are, are speaking, think to yourself, how can I add value to that? How can I help with that? And uh, as you do that, the first couple of times you do it, you'll probably think of, I have no idea. <laughs> you don't know how to do it. Uh, but I encourage you to think of value in uh, one of four ways. Is One is either in your experience. I've done it before, so you, you, I can help them. Um, if, you, if you're a younger student or, or earlier in your career, you might not have that. Um, the next one would be connections. So do you know someone? Have you met someone? Oh, I know this guy, Luki. He's really awesome. He can help you. Uh, the third would be resources, as in books, as in YouTube videos, as in podcasts, as in apps, as in whatever. Oh, you listen to this great uh, podcast about uh, networking? Uh, you should really listen to that. Uh, and if you don't have any of those three, the fourth one is time. Uh, all of you will have it. Uh, you know nothing about the topic, but you'll spend the weekend figuring it out, and I'll get back to you on Monday. Uh, so investing the time uh, in order to help that person and add value. That's the least that, that, that you could do. So if you're interested, curious, and adding value to someone, then the relationship will, will um, can't help but to be deepened and be more meaningful. And then as you do that, uh, the, the last part is the build part. So we went through connections, uh, did a bit on meaningful, and the last is to build. So oftentimes uh, people don't become fast friends right away. There's a couple of people that you meet and, and you hit it off, you, you zing or whatever it is, uh, but that doesn't always happen. So for those other ones, you might have to build it over time. And uh, the building over time is get their contact information, connect with them on LinkedIn or whatever it is, and then follow up with them occasionally. Think about them. Uh, at the end of the day, care uh, about them and have their best interests in mind. And uh, for me, the, the, the easiest way to do that is to schedule it. So in three weeks, three months, in uh, nine months, however long it is, uh, set a calendar invite to recur and never end and have that person's uh, contact information pop up. Then it'll pop up in three weeks and three months and go, boop, uh, reconnect with Luki. And you're like, what the? Oh, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll reconnect with him. Hey, Luki, how's it going? H how did everything go with the project that you were on, the renovation you were doing, or whatever it is that, that uh, you spoke about when you connected? I uh, hope everything is, is going well. Uh, would love to catch up in the coming weeks. Or you don't even need to put that last part. Um, just but hope everything is going well and hope to hear from you. Things like that to stay connected with that person and build over time. And again, uh, as responses come back, if responses come back, thinking about how can you add value to them. And then once in a while, you might not even send a note. You can just think about them. Well, how could I help this person? Uh, you might want to allocate a time of the week, a time of the month to say, okay, who are the people that I connected with over the past week or month and how could I be of help to them? 
did I find a resource that could be of help to someone? Every time you feel that uh, something has been helpful for you, this book was great, this podcast, this video was great, think about who could be uh, helped by this? Who could this benefit? Who could this add value to? And then you'll find that those connections uh, are, start building, 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 building. Um, so when you do that over time, when you build meaningful connections, starting by making as many connections as you can, getting that quantity up, and then making them more meaningful, getting the quality up, and then building them further increases the quality. Going out there and, and meeting people um, and, and building meaningful connections. And uh, I'm a huge advocate of uh, LinkedIn as, as a way to uh, start making those connections. Um, and uh, I consider it a networking event that's happening 24-7, uh, 365. So uh, connecting with people, you pretty much have everybody at, at your disposal there. Now, they might not necessarily respond and reciprocate, but at least you have that access. And uh, using something like like LinkedIn, and then turning it into a uh, in-person connection. So either virtual through um, through Zoom or, or, or Skype or Google Hangouts or whatever, uh, or in-person over coffee. Um, and uh, turning it into um, a, a handshake often becomes a, a much more meaningful way of, of connecting and then building it over time. So uh, it's, it's very uh, unlikely that you'll have a very, very strong relationship with someone just over um, uh, online. But uh, if you're adding value and, and helping them out, then it could definitely happen. So that's a bit of a deeper dive on networking. And hopefully that was some useful swike, the stuff I wish I knew earlier. And thanks for your time. And hopefully we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for joining us on the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the podcast. If you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found this podcast. And if you can give us a review, that would be very appreciated. Feel free to contact me on LinkedIn at Luki Danu, L-U-K-I-D-A-N-U, and the same on most social media platforms. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Bye.